Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And how are you doing, Aaron? Uh, well, I'm full of stir fry, peanut stir fry, so good. Yeah, peanut butter stir fry. Yep. And I just hung out with a baby for a while, and she was very happy and active today. <laughs> really wanted me to continually chase her. Did you have so many experiences with that baby? Which is hard to do, because she's a baby, so I'm 100% faster than her at all times. Yep. Uh, We might have to go into another lockdown here in uh, Alberta. Yeah, things are not great. We did hit 1,000 cases Mm -hmm. of COVID, new identified cases over the weekend. Yeah. Which is a lot for us. Yeah. We know for some of you... (laughs) <laughs> that may not be a lot. Well, we know for some of you, that <laughs> is something you can never imagine. Yeah, depending on uh, on where you are. But for us, a thousand feels feels heavy. Yep, it, it's a lot. Uh, we're <laughs> the, the way it describes it, our province is currently at the bottom of... The bottom of the bad. The bot- yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I, No, it's at the top of the bad. Well, I mean, Canada's not like one of the best ones of dealing with it. But no, but we're not one of the worst. We're not one of the worst. We're the bottom of the middle. <laughs> we are the bottom of the middle. And our province is also the bottom of the middle. Yep. There's like three provinces that are worse than us. But then there's also places like the Maritimes that just shut down all their borders. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. They, they returned themselves to the embrace of the sea and allowed, and allowed Poseidon to wash uh, over them. They went home to their Viking heritage and the Vikings... Do not assimilate. As it as it turns out, uh, the cure actually is just the the embrace <laughs> pure, of Poseidon. The embrace of Poseidon, just the sea gods. These are turning your body to the sea gods. I mean, didn't New Zealand destroy COVID? No, no, yes, yeah, yeah. So it, I think that proves it. It's the embrace of the sea gods. It, it's like the, the safest place to be is on an island where you can actually shut down your borders. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, our island has America on one side and the Arctic on the other. The Arctic, safe, other than the snow demons. Yes, that uh, we all know exist. <laughs> They're real. They're very real. We have real. to worry about snow demons from the north and I know, I know that's Trump not talk- from the south. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not talked about a lot in uh, popular culture, but Canada does have snow demons. And we just deal with them. We, just, we, we, we don't like to complain. You we know how you make do. all these igloo these igloo jokes? We don't have igloos. Well, we definitely don't have igloos. <laughs> what are they called? Igloo. Oh, igloos. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced igloo, not igloo. You're probably right. Well, that's the question. Is it, is it Igor or Igor? Igor? <laughs> Who knows? None of these things exist. Only snow demons. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, we are not allowed to talk about the snow demons as per... Canada law. It's how it's... you become a citizen or keep your citizenship, even if you've been born here. Yeah, when you take the citizenship test, you, there's a few questions you gotta answer. A few things about Canada, but it ends with one very specific question, which is, will you keep the secret of the snow demons? And that is the test that everyone talks about. It's not, it's not even really the, do you want to keep the secret of the snow demons? It's just, will you just not talk about the snow demons all the time? It's just impolite. It's, yeah, it's not It's not like we don't want people to know. It's just like, oh, it's going to be all everyone talks about. And, like, we don't want to seem like whiners. Every country has their problems. <laughs> and we have snow demons. We have uh, public access to health care. But we, <laughs> we well, also have snow demons. Well, we had to because of all the snow demon attacks. Exactly. Democracy, health care, a, a good welfare system that's not called welfare because we're Canada. Yeah. Because of the snow because demons. Of the snow demons. Uh, America, you just got to get some snow demons and then, you know, then pe- then people will see the light. That's It'll how it works. through a lot of society's ills. <laughs> well... Unfortunately, there's a lot of ills about society, and a lot of them will be brought up in Starcrossed about uh, the conflicts between people of one nation and a different planet. Sometimes it's hard when your core beliefs are the same, but also you have tattoos on your face. Anyway, we'll have to get into uh, what exactly is going on in Starcrossed because we got another episode to do today. And we've been really just talking about nothing for quite a while here. So let's just get directly into it. Because this is Star Cross Season 1, Episode 3. Our toil shall strive to mend. Our 
toil shall strive to mend. We begin and we learn immediately the thing that I care about, which is that Roman sleeps on the top bunk of a bunk bed. There's no bottom bunk, but he does sleep on a bunk bed. And I'm not, you know, he's just like really optimizing his room space, I guess. He's like dreaming of his college days where he can loft his bed. It is a very college bed. And he's staring at like a uh, a star made from yarn, yarn, which will become clearer what it means to us because we've forgotten. Yeah, we even though we just watched the last episode that it relates to two weeks ago. Also, they keep showing us in the pre-credits. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this is interrupted by what I will just call sudden sex with Terry. It's wild. It's hot. This is not a cold open. This is a hot open. We learned that, we learned that the tattoos go all the way through the body. And I, and this like I, I guess they glow. I I have to imagine not they glow at touch, but they glow at sensual touch. So, I was trying to figure out the names of the tribes. Yeah. And it seems that it eventually becomes clear that they glow with water. So, I think they're glowing because they're sweaty. Could be. Sweaty fingers. Mm. Uh, then he wakes up again. Apparently, he, he finds, like, this leaf underneath his his pillow. And I, I'm just thinking, oh, God, please tell me the leaf gave him a <laughs> sex dream. I'm so into this weird magic. <laughs> and luckily, in the very next scene, which is post-credits, yeah. he confronts Terry about the sex dream she gave him with the leaf. Yeah, Terry put a leaf under his pillow, which apparently something she also used to do when they dated. And it seems that this leaf transfers her fantasies to him. It's... It's it, unknowable. It's weirdly unclear. Apparently this leaf can do a few things, but this time it was Terry utilizing it to <laughs> send him dreams of sex give him a sex dream by him sleeping on it and he says to her a very logical statement hey you can't send me dreams of sex if we're going to be friends this feels like some form of assault i don't know what kind but it definitely is so don't please don't force your sex dreams upon me terry <laughs> Uh, we'll move over now to see uh, Emery, who now she's showing Julia around the school that she's it's, been going to for a week. It's Julia's first day, yeah. but we're not going to dwell on that too much. What we're really going to talk about is the fact that Emma's really, really sad that ever since she was almost murdered, yeah. Roman really won't talk to her. Em is weird that she won't... Like, she knows she's the target of assassination, but she seems unwilling to... Change any of her behaviors? Or give it a thought. She has a bit of cognitive dissonance where she can't see the connection between her relationship with Roman <laughs> and, like, the tensions between the Atrians and the humans. Yeah. She seems to not recognize that this is, like, emblematic. It, especially in this episode, she really feels like a secondary character in, in this show. Mm -hmm. This episode's really about other people. And I would be here for a Julia and Roman romance. Oh my god. Let's let's just make this absolutely clear. Uh, remember how the show is about Romeo and Juliet? There are so many Romeos and so many Juliets. <laughs> Everyone is torn from their loyalties to their love I, continually in this episode. I have to think with show. this I have to think with this is written, the the creator she she just had this idea for, like, this alien invasion show, and then somebody came and said, oh, yeah, like, you should do, like, Romeo and Juliet. And she's like, sure? Because, really, <laughs> it's it, it's not a parallel at all. No, because there are many of them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only there's, there's one. There's one Romeo, one Juliet, the only two who... What's also wild is the name Roman Roman. That's fine. Yeah. But then they named Julia. Juliet. As opposed to Emery. <laughs> it's Emery. I... There's got to be There's, something there, there has right? To be a different name. Like, if we weren't supposed to take something from it, wouldn't they have used a different name? <laughs> or named Emery. Ju Once I figured out that Julia was a main character who wasn't just a first, like, first episode. Yeah. Then she's like, like why, is, <laughs> why is she named Julia? Anyway, Julia does adore the drama of this whole situation. She is so excited that Emery's been at school for, like, zero seconds and has boy drama. <laughs> She wants boy. She just wants to be a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's time to kick the plot into gear. Gloria, so, who I just shows up at the school. So, I do have a nitpick. Yeah. This group of students she's talking to. I thought this was Emery's homeroom 
because it's most of the same characters from her homeroom. But there's no Eric. Yeah. But there is Taylor. But it seems that these kids... So um, this is a rival day. Yeah. Rival day is coming up. It's the 10-year anniversary. Very, very big deal. And Gloria's like, you know, on a rival day, all we ever do is talk about the Americans who died. Maybe we should build some bridges between the Atrians and the humans, because some Atrians probably died too. Yeah, yeah. It's time for humans to learn about Atrian society. And she mentions that, like, these groups, this these... This group of children have been hand-picked, it seems. Well, no, first she says the children in this room, yeah. which I thought was their homeroom. But it, the, and the reason I'll say that it's not, because I think it's very obvious to me that Eric isn't there, is because he's been so outwardly aggressive. It's been like, Eric... Maybe only Eric doesn't get to come. <laughs> Everyone else in that homeroom, because it's the homeroom where the Atrians go yeah. to school, but, gets know, to go, but not Eric. Grayson and Taylor uh, and... And Lucas. Lu- Lucas and Emery. They and all get to go. And some other people. Julia? Um, yes. Julia does, is not <laughs> in that room, I don't think. But she does... You know what? She's... Gloria is probably just glad that a student is like, I like Atrians. I would like to go into there. Yeah, and then she was like, yes, please. <laughs> you can't prove I didn't commit a hate crime against one of them. That <laughs> is true. I'm not Eric. <laughs> you Look, if there's one thing I can say about me that might convince you to let me go to go to the sector, name's not Eric. I'm definitely not Eric. <laughs> Gloria was like, you're a new girl, not Eric, done. Just going through a list of, of all the students. All right, and are you or have you at any time been Eric? <laughs> no, I'm Taylor. I run everything. I don't have a lot to do in this episode, but I will have some very pensive faces. And a strong opinion about something. But so, first, so um, there's going to be a day. These kids are going to go to the sector and hmm. spend a day there. And that gives M an idea. Which is weird that it was an idea that, that Gloria, Gloria should have had. That M is the one who's like, maybe we should record the this. A- you know, us interacting with Atrians. Maybe we should record some of their arrival day stories. Because Gloria, I think maybe it was bad for them too. Gloria, I think maybe Atrians also had a bad time on arrival day. I think maybe some Atrians died, Gloria. And then Roman, who was walking out of the room, turned on and goes, Emery should not go to the sector. <laughs> Which Emery should be like, mm, Atrians did try to murder me. <laughs> I don't know why. Roman constantly just jumping into scenes and being like, dude, no, you guys should shoot. Why do why? none of these adults understand what should be done? Yeah, he, and he has to explain. Like, he doesn't even have to say, oh, the Trags put a hit out. Or he, just, he, he says right here, well, her dad... Killed the leader of our people. Some people might be mad. And Gloria's response is, we've dealt with the terrorists. All of... When? All of the terrorists, Gloria. When? Which terrorists do they deal with? Because Castor dealt... I I guess he technically... He he got the... The Tregs to deal with themselves. Yeah. Well, the Tregs to kick out that leader. And he did work with Beaumont. Yeah. So many people. Beaumont told, told Gloria well, this? Well, it seems like the only trag terrorist that they dealt with was that leader mm-hmm. from last time. And then Gloria asks Roman if he specifically knows of, like, a specific <laughs> group that is actively against her. Well, you know, he, I, th- I think what she asks is, does he specifically know a specific attempt? Yes. Like, because he did technically tell Castor to, like, to get the trags to, to get off. So he actually doesn't know a specific, like, oh, they're going to try to kill her. But he's just generally worried, as most adults should be. <laughs> so somebody's going to try to assassinate this child. If she goes to the place where they are. But but Gloria's response is, no, no, it's, it'll show people that we're moving on. Now, another thing in this scene that is a big deal is this is the first time that people will ever get to go near the alien ship. It's true, yeah. Uh, no one's been allowed there in, like, ten years. So... Uh, we get a quick scene here where uh, Drake will see Taylor tying, like, a white ribbon around Grayson's wrist. And he will make fun of it because that's an insane thing to do. Yeah, and then Taylor, the <laughs> the idiot, is like, well, his brother died on arrival day. And Drake's like, I know a lot of people who died on arrival day. So I'm sorry if I don't feel bad for his brother, who was a part of a group that attacked us. He- like... Like, let's yeah. be real, the National Guard was not defending. They, we saw this footage. They attacked first. Yeah. And and he, he says, like, half his tribe died on impact. 
and the group that was left were mostly murdered. Yeah, like 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 literally what this was was a plane went down in in America and they shot the survivors of the plane crash who didn't have guns. So <laughs> he, So Grayson um, being Grayson is like I'm very sorry for your loss. And Taylor has this look on her face and she's like, "Wait. Other people died?" Atrians died during arrival day? Which I think goes more to show what the, the rhetoric is. What the rhetoric is around it that it seems like I bet I bet if you saw responses from people up in like Montana, I bet there's people there who think that the, the ship just landed. Yeah, and just like started shooting up Americans. Yeah, didn't even know that it that it crashed, stuck into the ground. Because mm-hmm. to keep in mind, Taylor was six when this happened. She yeah. has no memories. Yeah. So, so I think that's a very good show of rhetoric and showing how this is the first time she's been confronted with. Maybe we're the baddies. What? <sighs> but we won't dwell on that. Also, Beaumont will watch this scene. Beaumont will always be in the background. Yeah. If we don't say it, just know Beaumont is there. <laughs> yeah. At all times, even if it seems like a private conversation, Beaumont is there. So Emery is really excited about all of her filming. She's excited about her camera. Julie is excited about the I camera. I hate that camera. It's terrible. I keep forgetting it's a camera. It looks like a microphone. Well, it's It definitely has an earpiece. It, so what this camera is, is that it looks like an, an earpiece with a little camera on it. I guess to match your eye line but occasionally people just hold it in their hand yeah it's a wild swing of how they thought technology was going to advance and it's a rare fumble on this show yeah but uh as you know julia says you don't even know how to use this camera why are you really doing this and emory's like um i just think that if i care about the atrians then roman will realize that i care about making atrians and humans get along well yeah unfortunately what she says is that it that well it's roman's father's passion project not like well it seems like this is just a good thing to do yeah generally this is a good thing it, and the thing is we did learn from emory last episode maybe she was only doing it for roman but i think she does genuinely care about integrate integrating you can do it no, I don't know if I can. Integrating. 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 <laughs> Integrating. Integrating. Integrating sounds like you put them inside your body. If it, I, well. <laughs> oh. Mm. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, she just wants Atrians to become a part of American society. Yeah. Like, she actually does seem to, yeah. but not just for Roman. But what we learned about Julia is that Julia loves drama. Anyway, she's got to run off, and Grayson will volunteer himself. To help be. Emery, because he loves her. Or because or he's a red hawk. Ooh. Ooh. Secrets upon secrets. Speaking of secrets, Julia just accosts Roman <laughs> in, like, study hall. The way this was shot. <laughs> it, it's like she goes up to him and it's like, hey, I need to talk to you because you definitely cured me. You did it. And he's like, no, you're crazy. He's like, maybe I'll tell anyone. Like the people standing one foot behind me that Who were talking, hear la- this? <laughs> talking loudly around. <laughs> They're, they're so close to other human beings. There's, they're not even trying. Like, even yeah. Roman does not try to keep a quiet voice. Yeah. So she's like, well, I guess I should go tell my doctors that I was mystery healed, which they know. But, but that's the thing that pushes Roman over the edge. Yeah, yes. Uh, so he goes and he, and he explains essentially what goes on, which is that, yes... Cyper, when mixed with Atrian blood, can be a very powerful healing agent. But if you if they find out that you can literally cure cancer with a herb and the blood of Atrians, who they already don't hate re- and don't treat as living sentient beings, they're gonna steal all our blood. Yeah, it, it's a good thing because literally you can visualize these people coming in and just draining Atrians dry. Luckily, Julia understands this. Yeah. And and every, and doctors should agree that's a bad thing to do. Unluckily, Julia starts undoing her t-shirt, her sweater. Yeah, yeah, Julia's like, well, we have a bigger problem than that because all my veins are glowing now. Roman, one started doing it, and now all of them. Yeah, so... If you don't want people to know your secret... Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to do something about that. So Roman takes us to... Uh, I guess to, to Caster, and he begins by being like, "Hey, you know, Emery, it's a you know arrival day. It's going to be a 
interesting yeah, little Cassius adventure. Cassius like, why aren't you excited? And Roman's like, because I'm real worried about Treggs, yo. It's just I have to do deal with all this stuff, like our Cyper. My dad started teaching me about it, but then he mentioned, like, maybe there could be side effects to Cyper. Yeah, you ever heard a thing? Like, it's just such a powerful healing thing. As like, it is very powerful. But, I mean, the reason we don't use it for everybody is that, other than the fact that it could also just not work it sometimes. Could not work? It could cause great euphoria or maybe a <laughs> bit of sadness? I don't think it's that. I think he literally just said it could cause, like, a euphoria or I think good things. And he's like, but also, sometimes everyone's veins turn blue. <laughs> and Roman's like, oh, no, that's a lie. I've never seen a blue atrium. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Oh. This is great. This is this little talk here with him, like, weaving through. He does, like, we're making fun, but he does a pretty good job for a man who seems really incapable of telling a lie. <laughs> he's, he's amazing at steering the conversation where he needs to go, and he learns that another tribe... Uh, grows a, an herb called Veer, which apparently can cure it. And uh, that tribe is the Mystical Tribe, which we will find out eventually. Yeah. I'm going to spoil this now. Terry is a part of that tribe. Yeah. Uh, but he has to get it to her before it turns permanent, or else she'll always have glowing blue. And <laughs> he realizes pretty soon the permanent means reaching your face, but I don't think Castor told us that. Yeah, I, I imagine it happened, because they, they, this continuation con- continues on. We yeah. go to just seeing Drake, Drake randomly just being like, Really oh. pro-Trag? Oh, yeah, he, it, it becomes clear here that he's sympathetic to the Tregs. Sympathetic enough that Castor turns around <laughs> like, and looks Drake? at him like, What's that boy talking about Tregs about? <laughs> now, I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this swing. Yeah. Because last episode, all he wanted to do was run away. Yeah. Now, maybe this is because he was kidnapped by Eric and almost super murdered. I, I figured that was the case. That essentially what it came down to is that he he saw that as his chance to run away, and then he didn't get to. And so now he's just now he's just angry enough to... Kill all humans. Yeah. Well, he, he wants... Well, I think it's very, very clear. He, he wants to no longer be imprisoned, which is a very relatable... Um, understanding. I think all the other stuff that comes with Tregs, I think we'll begin to learn he does not agree with as much. I think so, because even in this episode, you can feel some things a little bit. So Drake is sympathetic for the Tregs. You overhear that, and then we get to see uh, all of the human students now arriving to the sector. And these Red Hawks... Are just standing there screaming. Are they they there every single morning? Well, that's what... um, Lucas kind of says. Yeah, Lucas is like, they don't even take Saturdays off? And then Grace says, hate doesn't take take a weekend. Which is interesting. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's awful. Like, Red Hawks, get a life. Yeah. You're wasting your life screaming... It's been 10 years. Get over it. Go live your best life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like hate also doesn't have a time limit. Anyway, there um, is a bit of an overview. Each of the kids are paired up. Yeah. And they have to stay with a guard the entire time, which is a very reasonable rule. <laughs> Specifically for Emery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bit of a montage with, like, Emery filming things and Treggs looking at humans and humans looking at Treggs. We, we do get a clarification here that uh, water makes their tattoos glow. Apparently, even if they are hidden like Beaumont's. Ooh. Ooh, a setup of stakes. Maybe. Maybe. A, 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 a confirmation of how things could go. But it's pretty cool to see the little Atrian kids playing in the water. Yeah. Uh, Roman will uh, occasionally appear in front of Emery just being like, you... Why are you here? (laughs) You're literally an assassination attempt on you. She's like, can I interview you? Can I come to your house? No! Leave me alone! (laughs) Hang out with your guard, Emery. Yeah, because he's got to get a cure for 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 Julie. Julie. He runs into her. She's trying on a scarf. She's like, can't believe you're buying clothes. <laughs> Fortunately, Sophie is willing to be interviewed about, you know, the uh, the arrival day stuff. Meanwhile, Drake is busy trying to sell some drugs to humans. <laughs> he's, just, he's just selling drugs. He's just selling weeds. And then, and then, a, then a guard shows up and goes, you can't sell drugs. And he immediately is like, you got papers here. Yeah. <laughs> And he shouts at Emery's camera, despite the fact that I think he likes Emery. Well, no. Well, currently Grayson's holding the camera. Oh, that's right. He's shouting at Grayson. Well, and also he knows that it's a camera because Grayson holds the like, camera in his hand. It. 
yeah, it's 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 clear they needed him to do that shout, but the, the, it's a little well, ham-fisted. Yeah, the line between "I'm going to sell these people drugs" to "You can't keep us here. We're going to break out. We're going to kill all of you" is almost hilarious. This the speed from zero to a thousand. You know what would have been great? Maybe if Eric had gone on this trip. Yeah, Eric could have set him off a lot better than him being like, do you guys want some drugs? And the guard being like, you can't sell them drugs. <laughs> you don't know how those drugs work on humans. Well, I, I have to imagine, I don't even know if they're allowed to sell drugs to each other. That's true. He's just, hey, you guys want some cocaine? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's against American <laughs> rules, dude. <laughs> I mean, we don't know Atrian laws. Maybe they're, they honestly, from what we learn of the way their culture is set up, they might be fine with drugs. So Beaumont drags Drake off. Mm -hmm. But first we have a scene where Roman goes up to Terry to ask her for help. And at this point, I think Roman might be under a wizard spell that stops him from telling lies. Because she's like, why do you need it? And he's like, curiosity. And she's like, why do you need it? And he's like, I healed a human with our magical blood. Well, well I, I think it really comes to that point is that he's being rational. It's like, she's not going to tell me. I, I can't just be like, oh, I don't know. I want to know what Veer is like. Because it seems like Veer has one purpose, which is to stop the blue veins. I've just, I've never seen a character on a TV show be as, like, openly honest as Roman. But I, but I think it's because, one, he kind of trusts Terry. And two, what's his other option? That's true. Like, like he... She says to him, I'm not going to give it to you unless you tell me why. And he tells her, he, he, he does a Hail Mary, and unfortunately... It does not work. Because Terry's like, well, as you said, we're not friends. <laughs> like, I mean, Terry, you did assault him with a weed. Yeah, Terry has... Terry is spiteful, as we will learn. I wish... I'm sure we'll learn more. I'm curious about their breakup. Yeah. 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 So Drake, who was uh, grabbed by Beaumont, is taken to meet Vega. And Vega is Terry's mom. We actually met out later. <laughs> some, well, we know, yeah, she looks a lot like Terry, so yeah. I guess I just, like, assumed. Yeah. Because we also do know her mom's a trag. Yes, but and she's I mean, now the leader of the trags. Which is crazy. Caster, get well, it together. I Well, I, once again, it seems like Caster doesn't honestly care. I think the problem he had with the other guys that he was too brazen and daylight. Yeah, but Vega, Vega, we'll find out, is not yeah. a better alternative. Yeah, and if it comes it comes down to it, I'm sure Caster had this whole scheme. I mean, I mean, well, I think we'll just do it now. At a certain point, Beaumont will like let Caster know because this entire scene is Drake essentially being, being initiated, being initiative because this is his job to break into the ship to lay waste to the humans, which will not be what he does. Well. He, he's going to get something that will allow them to lay waste to the humans, but I don't know explain that. And then eventually Beaumont will go meet with Caster and let him know. And Caster says, Atrian or human, we just have to be on the side that will probably win. And I'm very curious about Caster's motivations now, because I... I'm wondering, I, I'm just thinking, he, he comes off sounding like a survivalist. Yeah. Like, I will be on the human side, I will be on the trag side, I will be, be on, on the, the Atrian, Atrian side. side. And I, I like this character dynamic. Yeah. And, however, he also has one additional motivation, which I still can't get my head around, which is also, Emery and Roman cannot be together. Which I'm also... He says he has his own reasons. Yeah, he won't clarify them. It does seem like it's like, oh, uh, we got to play this political game of figuring out, are we on the... Like, no, he has, I want to know what the trags are up to. I got to know what the agents are up to. I got to know with what uh, what the humans are up to. Also, those two teens better not bone. Maybe he knows something about, like, human and atrian biology. <laughs> if they... Oh, man, if they have sex, they'll create a nuclear bomb. We can't have this. We can't let I this can't go. tell anyone because someone might want a nuclear bomb. <laughs> a sex bomb. <laughs> so we go to Sophie's house. Mm -hmm. um, it is very... This comes up. She specifically wants the interview to happen when her mom's not there. Yes. And later Roman's like, well, what if mom finds out? And Sophie says he won't. she won't. Well, because Emery 
ki- father killed her husband. Yeah. So it's really more of Emery and less of the interview. I hope. I hope. Uh, um, Sophie's really cute. She talks about how when they first went to the sector, she used to climb up to the roof and dream of meeting humans, which is pretty hard when you only live in a sector. Yeah. But now she has two new friends in her house. Yeah, Emmer. Man, Sophie is so adorable that I'm worried this show will destroy her. I know. For, for like, plot reasons. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But she's but- so open-hearted. Like, at one point, Lucas is like, wow, no one gets to go near the ship. And she responds with, the ship's not that cool. <laughs> also, her and Lucas are buddies now. Yeah, they are. Uh, and then Emery finds uh, Roman's room. And we're reminded that the reason that star is important is because she taught him how to make a cat's cradle. Yeah, Star. out of yarn, and I'm like, oh, 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 and it turns out Roman has never told his family about what happened. Yeah, on arrival day, so says, I don't know. He's had it since since forever. I don't even think he remembers. Yeah, yeah. And then Roman comes home to Emery touching his star. <laughs> don't touch my star. He is outraged. That's a, that's a private man's thing. You don't touch a man's star without without <laughs> asking his permission. Also, where's your guard? I also, these guards suck. I remember, it's like, he's downstairs. <laughs> they keep on mentioning guards, but clearly... Wait, do we the, see a single one of them? The, the only guard we see is Beaumont. It's clear that they didn't even want to get, like, extras into guard gear. They don't even have enough costumes. No, they'll do this thing where they're like, oh, you guys are pairing up to each other. But for a certain point, Julia and Grayson are together. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because Grayson, Grayson is a is camera. definitely paired with Emery. Yeah. Does Grayson not count as a person? Is he just a camera? And Emery and Julia are supposed to be partners? All right, we're going to pair you all up except for you, Grayson, for because you are just a camera with legs. No one invited you on this trip, Grayson. You just came. You made our numbers uneven. <laughs> How dare you? Fortunately, we'll just tell everyone you're a robot. They'll be fine. <laughs> They'll be fine. They don't know anything. All their stuff is plant-based. <laughs> Speaking of lore, I guess, we get a random, I do not know why this is happening. So Beaumont <laughs> and Drake are training They're spar- together? Okay, so here's my idea. Here, here's my thought process of how this pitch went. All right, okay. I'm going to pitch you the scene. All right. Okay. Now, we want to get out some lore about all these plant-based technology that these Atrians have. Would be nice to learn more about the tribes, yeah, because, for sure. Yeah, because as, as we'll come to learn, Atrians, despite being very high-tech, a lot of their stuff is based around plants, herbs. That, yeah. That's interesting. That's different than humans. So, so maybe we should have a scene where, uh, where uh, an Atrian is, like, describing to, uh, to someone and, like, you know, how these herbs work and what what the process of them are but i don't feel like any of the adults trust any of the humans so how could we have an adult who knows everything about this explain this to someone well i guess if we have a man uh who feels very strongly about about their own herbs and their own tribe like tell another atrian like maybe beaumont could tell drake after drake's you know brought into the tregs because it seems like maybe they're maybe they're part of the same tribe or they have the same things going on about them okay yeah that that kind of makes sense it's like you know passing wisdom on to younger generations oh, well, the problem is that that feels boring to it- just have like him tell tell drake out of out of nowhere just be like oh let me tell you about these plants they, they got to be doing something that does seem like a school lecture yeah, like, yeah. Um, why would drake be there for a lecture maybe Maybe we have both these men take their shirts off and wrestle in a, in a back alley. That could just, be interesting. Just, just to get the the plot across. We'll see one with tattoos and one with no tattoos. Yeah, it, this it, obviously this is just to learn about these herbs, but while that's going on, we'll just have a shirtless sparring match. It's the only way to drive a storyline forward. Story forward. Like... Like, the crux of the scene is learning that there's this warrior tribe, specifically a warrior tribe that I think both Drake and Beaumont are a part of. Big, beefy men are a part of that tribe. Yeah. And they have a plant called Sovok, which is what, I think it was what those tregs were wearing, like, as cross-guarders. And what Beaumont has is he makes it into, like, brass knuckles. Yeah, he makes, like, a knuckle duster made of a vine. And then we learn that there's a farming group that they have, all of their plants are... Uh, used for farming. So it's like you use those plants to farm other plants. 
And then we learn that the tribe that Roman is a part of, which is the leadership tribe, only really has one plant. Yeah, they have one herb, which is Cyper. So it's cool that we learn that these the Atrians, all their tribes have, like, herbs or plants that they know how to grow. And it's their job to, like, cultivate them. And they're used... In different ways to help to uplift the society. Yeah, um, we'll eventually learn that the, the mystic tribe apparently has a lot of different plants. And they're mysterious. Like, people outside of the tribe don't necessarily know about all well, of them. We also learn eventually that even Cyper, not all Atrians know about Cyper's healing properties. It's That's right. somewhat of a secret. Uh, but the uh, what Beaumont describes as the Sovok, that vine knuckle duster that he has, apparently, if you, like, hit a pressure point, pressure points being head chest or dick <laughs> you'll make kill you them dead. immediately <laughs> also in the scene drake has a lot of questions about like getting to the outside and how yeah. do you get your birthmarks removed. which are the tattoos yeah removed and uh do you really think there's a society in the bayou well well i mean what he Wait, says this is what drake cares about yeah well, well he says is, have you ever like, have you ever been to a place called elgida and when he first says it, I'm like, LG, like, I guess it's probably the Atrian colony that he thought exists that he mentioned, uh, you know, last time. He's very interested in Elgita. Uh, Beaumont will refuse to answer, which is very suspicious. Yes, Beaumont is only interested in one thing. Was Drake willing to kill for the cause? With someone's dick. <laughs> Punch him in the dick. <laughs> He goes head, chest, groin. <laughs> if you punch someone in the dick with this knuckle duster, and they will die immediately. It's a powerful weapon, Kevin. Could, could I, I? But I could punch him in the head, right? You could punch him in the head. But yes. No one expects a dick. No punch. one just just dip, dick low, dead. <laughs> so uh, over in the bar, Lucas is like winning and learning how to play some Atrian weird game and it's like a very sweet small moment yeah. um roman and julia have a short scene and she really wants to tell em what's going on yeah em, and she however... also tells off roman for being a jerk to em oh yes yes right there is that scene um <laughs> uh, well because julia just wants everybody to be in love but em has no time for that she has to follow a little girl a little girl she saw earlier in the episode that we didn't mention because there were a lot of atrians yeah she just she Sees a random little girl, she sees her again, and she follows her into a back alley. And there's this wall of, like, charcoal etchings of faces on them. And so she talks to the little girl, and the little girl explains. She's wondering if, with the things that um, M records, yep. if people outside of the sector can see them. Yeah, so she points at uh, the the one of the faces. That's my mom. And she says it in a little bit of a weird way because she's a little girl, but if, mm -hmm. eventually what it comes down to... Uh, they'll also kind of be described to us by Castor, who will arrive, mm -hmm. um, is that her mom... Disappeared uh, on yeah, arrival they, they day. They say, the sh they say that the walls for people who died on arrival day. But they specifically say it's for the missing. Yeah. Which I take to mean they never found the bodies. Yeah. So there's a rumor... That she's in the the girl, which is Elgita, makes it sound like it's heaven. It's their form mm -hmm. of like a heaven, but no, Elgita is like the mis their mythological name for a city that the Atrians who went missing uh, at on arrival day on impact. They never found their bodies. Maybe they're still on the ship, or maybe they did survive. Went to, and then a bunch of Atrians see Julie looking at this, looking at this little girl, and their little girl's so cute. She's dancing for her mom. Oh, yeah. She's saying. In the Atrian language, like, hi, you may not recognize me because I'm so big now. Yeah, they just, they just spin so her mom can see her spin. And then all of the rest of the Atrians loom up on um, M, and yeah. Castor comes and kind of shoes them away. And he's like, sorry, this is, like, a really um, spiritual place for us. Yeah, because these are the people who they're they're dead or in Algida, and then Emery's like, does Algida exist? And Castor sort of says it doesn't really matter because the idea that they could be alive, even somewhere else, gives them hope. And that's, I think, a very... That shows a lot of nuanced thinking from Castor that maybe we would not have imagined when we first met him. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then as always, he has to get into his weird Emery Roman thing. He goes, hey, you friends with Roman? And Emery's like, it's unknowable. Oh, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I think... <laughs> I think maybe sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> 
Maybe we're friends. I think he's hot. I know he's your nephew, but damn. And Castro's like, mm. You want to put in a good wood for me? Tough thing for an Atrian to be friends with a human. <laughs> you got to be careful, sex bomb. <laughs> What'd you say? Excuse me? Did you say, did you say sex bomb? Mm? Mm? There are some things I know, Emery, but not today. Goodbye. So, meanwhile, Roman and Julia have just lost her partner and her guard. Yeah, once again, these guards suck. I think Julia actually has the re- way she got rid of her guard. She kept talking about her Atrian oh, figure her collection, and the guard just left. <laughs> the guard was like, He's you're like, too annoying. <laughs> I'm done with this. There's no way anybody will want to deal with you. <laughs> and I think she also got rid of, like, a market. For, like, she's just alone in the market. So, they go to break into the grow house. Yeah, um, for the Iwabas, which are the mystic tribe. And this is a really cool place. Um, lots of mysterious plants. They're looking for a very specific one. So, he does know what it looks like now. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately. A, a flower screams at Julia. And she screams back at it, which is a reasonable <laughs> response. The flower just screamed at me. And oh no, here comes Vega. Yeah. So Roman very quickly hides Julia. He does a great job. Yeah, he knows that he won't have a chance to hide, so he stays out. It's like, I'm, I'll come up with a, a lie. He's like, hello, I am so curious about the plants of this grow house. I had to come here. He He's actually almost close to what probably is a good, a good thing, which is I'm now the head of my tribe, yeah. which means I'm the head of... He's all the head of, of us. all the tribes. So, so I want to see what you're. Deserves to know. But, uh, but maybe that honestly, Vega being a trag and him and her kind of knowing that he probably knows. He is Knox's child. Yeah. Um. Instead, she, it's it straight up plans to murder him. Well, torture him. Yeah. Because she grabs what looks like a crab apple, but apparently, if you take that crab apple and she says hit someone's spine with it all of their plants have like one specific purpose <laughs> and this true. one is you take you take it and you hit them in the spine it'll like cause muscle like you'll be paralyzed essentially but also it sets off all your pain receptors so it'll feel like your skin is being flayed off now this seems like a wild gamble for her to take with him being <laughs> basically the leader of their entire group but yeah yeah <laughs> luckily her threat doesn't have to come to roost because terry comes on in and roman comes up with a better lie oh yeah uh, me and your daughter were just gonna you know make out in the <laughs> make out in the greenhouse and you were mad enough that i was here so i didn't think i should say i want to make out with your daughter oh we were just gonna lock lips near that screaming flower I do I do love my nights spent with Terry beneath the screaming lilies. And Terry, against all odds, is like, yep, we're going to have lots of kisses. Yeah, totally. Uh, now, Vega, well, she does let him go. And he even is able to grab Julie. From- he grabs Julie and we'll find out the plan. No, he, no, he doesn't get it. Uh, oh, that's right. Terry gives yeah. it to him. Yeah. Um, we learn that Vega is very upset that Terry isn't a trag and she will also have to choose where her loyalties lie roman or her family romeo or, or juliet <laughs> romeo or terriet it is julie terry it is wild that no one follows roman out of that greenhouse yeah like, none he of the, goes uh, and collects a human he, girl he, he goes to the other side of the aisle <laughs> and just, <laughs> just like whole walks out with a human being Whatever. These tregs are not good at guard duty. If there's any, well, we here, well we do know. There's one thing we knew about Vega before we met her, which is according to Roman, she's an idiot, <laughs> and she may well be. Yeah. Uh, we we're going to check in here quickly with um Grayson and Emery as they look through some of the video stuff and talk about the commemoration that's going to happen. Cute. It's a scene. Yeah. They just emotionally be like, do you think people will be angry when they see this video? And, and Grace, Grace is like, like yep, 100%. Fully people will be angry at and it. And Grace like, what? But it's still worth doing. Oh. Yeah. Next day. Emery and Grayson talk about the video again. <laughs> and also his parents. His mother is, be- well, he says, distant and snobby. Yeah. And uh, Emery says, but glamorous. I think she looked pretty. Though, though, though she clearly scowled at me. <laughs> 
Also, um, the video is great, but they have to send it to oh, Gloria yeah. right now. We have to upload it right now, and Grayson goes off to do that. And I want to say this and every scene that, that comes up for the next, like, five, ten minutes is so tense. Yeah. Like, I felt actual... Yeah, I like, was like... Because, because my we, muscles were clenching. Because we know that Grayson is a Red Hawk, and he was going to go upload the video. And then we see, um, uh, like, Drake heading off to do his thing. And then it's all sort of intercut. Yeah. So um, the seven arrive. Terry gives Roman the route. The as fire, dis- yeah. Yeah, as we discussed. Yeah. But, but she, she does warn him. There's no way, like, it will, it will, it will cure... But there's no telling what else it'll do. Because literally a human has never eaten this. Yeah. Uh, So Um, he's going to give that off to Julia. Very interestingly, which I think is very cool, Castor is invited to be on the stage. He is. On arrival day. And he shakes hands with all the humans. I mean, he is technically Nox. That's true. And I wrote down, like, this kind of makes sense as to why Roman would be an interesting. Because it'd be like, all right, Roman. Now that you're done school, come up here and be a delegate for your people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So Drake is taken away by Beaumont again, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's so he can sneak in. And then it's all sort of Ro- intercut. I also want to point this out. All these things we're mentioning, Roman sees all of these things. Roman is having a wild five minutes. This is a bad day for Roman. <laughs> he will, will constantly cut to Roman dealing with one thing, then turning 180 degrees to deal with something else. He's like, oh no. And I sorry, I want to mention because this is the scene where I noticed it. I want to give a shout out to the makeup department because the tattoos, I've noticed before, I just never said it before, The ta- his tattoos go underneath his hair. Yeah. Like, like that's great attention to detail because if he, it makes it seem like if he shaved off his head, he might have a few more. Which makes, because birthmarks do that. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. And, and it's better than, because on, you know, on a lesser show, they would just stop them at hairline. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, eh, I don't want to do that. So Gloria starts to give a speech about this arrival day. And this is not just about memorializing the past and the fallen. This is also about looking forward to the future. Mm-hmm. And so you, can, you can't hear a lot of her speech, but she's talking about, like, the seven and how they are being integrated and how there's kindness in the atrians yeah. while Drake is busy sneaking into yeah. the spaceship. Oh, he gets given the Sovok knuckle duster mm-hmm. and, and being like, if you see someone, you kill them. You punch him in the dick. So finally, Gloria's speech ends, and they go to show Emery's video, yeah. which we see a little bit of. It's heartwarming. They show Sophie's speech. And then the Red Hawks hack the feed. And it turns out there is a grand patriarch of the Red Hawks. And he wants of course to sh- it's a patriarchy. And he wants to show who the Atrians really are. And unfortunately, because he's working with Emery's video, all he has he, no actual bad footage. Yeah, all, uh, the only footage that we as an audience get to see is Drake doing his thing Shouting, at the camera. And Terry side-eyeing. Yeah. And then I guess we're supposed to assume that there's just a lot of shots of just Atrian. I mean, at one point, Grayson does say, well, we got some good interviews, but also a lot of Atrians shouting at you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> though... I, maybe they use some of her footage from when she was in the alleyway. Oh, that could be because that was pretty scary. And just not not the little girl spinning. But which like, is cute. wouldn't it have been better if they had some sort of footage of like the explosion? <laughs> yeah, I think I think really what it comes out, and maybe they had some of that other footage, like B roll cut in by uh, the Red Hawks. Uh, but really, it's just you know a lot of. And after you show the uh, the Drake in that thing, you I think using Drake is pretty scary. There's a principle in. Uh, in editing where the the things you show around the edit will change how people see that scene. So even just Terry side-eyeing, if you had shown something innocuous beforehand, it might have looked like she was a little bit apprehensive but not mean. Mm-hmm. But by pre- preceding it with Drake, then all of a sudden that looks a lot meaner. And then you see Atrians, like, doing, like, just trading goods. And you're like, oh, look at them Atrians handing out peaches. <laughs> So um, all of the delegates rush off the stage, mm. and Roman looks around. And he's like, oh, this is a bad day for Roman. Time for Roman to take the stand. <laughs> so he runs into the stage, and he's like, hello. My name is Roman. I'm Knox's son, which I guess means I'm the leader of the Atrians. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> but I will explain to you my feelings. Uh, this is intercut with Drake entering the ship. And... 
let me tell you, let me ask you, Aaron, mm-hmm. when he was first walking across that floor, did you think that they just had the actor act like it was a lot more slanty than it was? I was, yes, I was very confused the entire time. Until he grabs onto the wall and flips up because the Atrian ship has localized gravity. Yeah. It- Still active. It was very cool. I but... think that ship must be p- powered by some form of plant. It has to All be. All of their technology is plant-based. Is plant-based. So I think maybe there's some anti-gravity fern. Well, and at one point he walked past a wall and he reached his hand out and it turned blue. Yeah. And I will say, like, we know he's up to no good, but there was a bit of joy in seeing Drake, like, back in a yeah. space he was familiar with. Yeah. It's... It... It was, you know, a little a little bit of uh, frightening, a little bit of cool. And he gets some sort of, like, cube. cube. And I mean, like, a hollow cube. Like, it's just the, the edges of yeah. the cube. It's like you would use to learn how to draw a cube. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Roman is continuing his speech. And he's talking about um, how humans and atrians think they should be afraid and they think they should talk about their differences yeah. but really they should help each other and let me tell you a story about my arrival day yeah and very kindly he doesn't call out emery which i think no. is a really significant thing yeah he just says a girl saved me yeah and that's the reason i'm alive this story though makes terry so angry yeah and i'm not entirely sure why like, i think did terry i cuz did she figure out it was M? Yeah, she's like, oh, which means he'll never love, love me? me? I mean, here's the thing. I understand Terry's motivation, which is that she clearly loves Roman. And when he spurns her, boy, does she take it hard. Uh, but in this case, I don't know what prompted this. Because his his talk about how he when he was a young child that he, he was saved will cause Terry to take the hardest heel turn. I have some thoughts about that that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, so he continues his speech, and then he talks about how as he's entered human society, yeah. he has learned that the girl who saved him is not an anomaly. Yeah. There are more and more humans than he knew of who are good. Yeah. And I suppose he's just describing Lucas. Julia and Lucas. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's had other... I think he thinks Grayson's nice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but and- we do we do get intercut here also Julia eating the, the veer... And glowing blue. Like, her entire car lights up blue. Yeah. I mean, they said there might be other side effects. Ooh. Though. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so, meanwhile, inside the ship, Drake uh, has a quick kind of fight with the guard. And, and he... He's got him down the ground, and he has the Sovok. And the guard says, please, please, I have a family. And Drake is not ready to do that murder. He's not. He's, he's definitely... So he's just going to leave, I guess. But luckily, Terry's there with a sexy leaf. <laughs> well, lucky. It's the same leaf she used to make the sex dream. So I guess the sex dream can it, control people's thoughts. Yeah, so it must be that it is a leaf that allows her to implant thoughts. And she, she just used it to implant a sex dream. Because she chews it up and she kisses the man and says he'll remember nothing. Yeah, I, I assume the reason it works when you're sleeping underneath the bed is because you spend enough time sleeping over top of it. She needed to put it right into his bloodstream. Sustained contact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... She does mention earlier on that she used to use that to give him, like, good, good thoughts. thoughts. So, yeah, it must be that it's something that someone could chew on to inject thoughts into. And then when it's given to someone else, it will, they like... They take them. Yeah, so she's replacing his thoughts. So, you know, he'll be fine. And Off I don't know. They go. And as she says, it's time to embrace her destiny. Because I guess helping... She's going to help the Tregs because Roman shut her out. So, Gloria... Thanks, Roman, for giving a speech, because otherwise punches could have happened. Yeah, she's like, oh, no, I only believe in projects that can succeed, and because of you, this project still has a chance to succeed. She does do a really cool thing where, like, Roman gives the speech, and and she gives an interview that's like, see? Look at how children have a different perspective than adults. Hey, look at how better children are than you. <laughs> These, their open-mindedness is the wave of the future. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of the adults... So, Grayson's parents get into his into their limo. And, and then very loudly start talking. Yeah, M walks past it, and it does not appear that there are any open windows. 
I don't know where this voice was. She walks past and meanwhile you hear her his dad be like, So people really liked our video, huh? Well, it's, it's too bad that uh that Roman kid gave such a good speech, but it was still worth seeing Gloria freak out when she saw the video that we made <laughs> as Red Hawks. You know us. Oh. And then the wife goes, yes, we truly are the villains. We do hate those Atrians. <laughs> it's not great dialogue, but it's the dialogue you needed with five minutes left in the show. And up walks Grayson to go to his parents' car, and Emery's like, <gasps> Red Hawks, Red Hawks, Red Hawks! <laughs> yes, she is uh, very horrified at Grayson for obvious reasons, though Grayson is essentially like, no, think, you know how you feel bad? I hear that every single day. I'm not a Red Hawk. My parents suck, but they are my parents. And... I do pretend to agree with them because they are my parents. And like, to, like Emery's... But to be fair, that is kind and, of a thing that kids do. And not only that, to be fair, Emery, your dad is might not be a Red Hawk, but he is a guard at... like He's the, the leader of he the was, guards. Yeah, he was the commander at the sector. You're... You're kind of in the same boat as him, except for his are more radical mm-hmm. terrorists. Your dad's just establishment. And he says that they must have stolen his her footage and made yeah. the video, all of which is entirely possible. Yeah, we, we don't fully... And we know that when Grayson was in the car with that guy, he was he did seem conflicted. And he did kind of say, well, I had to attack you because I had to keep my belief secret. Yeah, so, I mean, at this point... Is Grayson lying to Emery? Is he lying to his parents? Is he lying to himself? And Emery's like, I have a lot of things to think about. Taryn, more Romeo and Juliet. Except is for now he it's, Romeo? Now it's great. I love the idea of a series that says, <laughs> this is a Romeo and Juliet story, but we aren't going to tell you who's Romeo and who's Juliet. Because really, at this point, it could, it could be, be any of them. <laughs> Literally any couple pairing you can imagine. With Romeo and Juliet. Except for maybe Lucas and Sophie. Oh, yeah. Well, But we don't know. (laughs) Sophie's mom hates humans. Or does she just hate Emery? I think... I I really think it's more of that Emery's dad killed her husband. (laughs) That's true. She seemed seemed on board with what Knox was saying for the most part. Uh, Anyway, damn Grayson. You got a lot of... You got a lot of conflicts there. We'll figure out more about you. But first, Roman has to go confront Terry and Drake, where he's like, you definitely went somewhere and did something bad, <laughs> Look, huh? Look, I, I saw Beaumont take you. So let me ask you something. Where the hell is Beaumont? No answers to that question. No. And this is what this is what happened, this, the scene I was talking about, where he turns around and then Julia's there. And he's like, is he you're alive? Yes. I, uh, I no longer am blue. He's like, Good. Presumably, that will be the end of it. Though, really, at this point, who knows? This show could... I could have side effects three episodes from now, Roman. We don't know how this show works. And then he turns around again, and it's just Emery staring at him. <laughs> it's like, too many storylines. like, what is that? What? Why did that happen? She doesn't even talk to him. She just stares at him and then leaves. <laughs> All right, then we got to wrap up with the Trags, because now they have the cube. So they have the cube. Vega says, thank you. Terry's like, yes, this time I'm not, or now I know where my loyalties lie. And because she specifically said that, I'm like, oh, she doesn't agree with the Trags. Yeah. It's just such a weird on-the-nose statement. It, it just it just feels so much to me like if if it comes down to the fact that she actually did do the heel turn because Roman revealed that he was saved by a human and she's like, oh, well, now he has feelings for the humans. Like, it feels very petty that I hope is not the case. Yeah, I I feel like she's up to something, but... Well, I also feel like Drake is clearly... He's not feeling this. No, that's, he does not want to be a trag. Well, that's why I said I think it's very important that we know that really all he wants is to escape. He sees the trags are his, his way to escape. But, but he's even not... when he was sparring with Beaumont, all he wanted to talk about was Elgita. how to get to the outside. Yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's all he wants. So it seems like these people are now involved, but maybe they aren't as involved as they could be. And what comes next might kind of... Uh, Push them one way or another. Because... Vega this, this gets... This cube. This cube. Yeah, she hmm. gets Cypher. 
he puts it into the cube and it becomes like this black dust. Pow- yeah, black powder dust that floats up. And then she blows it into Beaumont's face and it eats his face off. And it the reason she did this is because somehow she knows that he's working with yeah, Caster. So- someone saw him talking to Caster. He was a traitor. Who the hell is Beaumont? And so she so she created a dust that ate off his face. And it's called Black Cipher, and that's what they're going to that's the biological death agent they're going to use. A flesh eating bacteria. And never shall we know who the hell is Beaumont. No. <laughs> they really set up like we're gonna get a lot more Beaumont time. Like, <laughs> how'd you get rid of your tattoos? Oh, you're gonna no. 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 One final scene. We're not quite done. A fancy house. We see a fancy house. We see someone walking into it. We see a, a retina scan. It's Gloria scanning into a retina scan. Yeah, yeah. It, for, it, we learned Gloria pretty quickly, but yes. But, she's... like, there's a lot of setup. And this scan takes a long time. I thought it was a medical scan. Boy, they really let this scene breathe is what I'm saying. So it lets her into a room, and that room is a nursery. Yes, with a little boy trag. <gasps> And he calls her mummy and he hugs her. My god, she's also a secret trag, but on the good side? Which means she's not a trag, she's just an atrium? Sorry, you're right, of course. I'm sorry. But right. maybe she is a trag. We don't know. Right, of course, the, the you could be secret, that means an atrium, not a trag. Trag is this, the, specifically the, that group. She's an atrium. She's a secret atrium. With I, a little boy who's really cute. <laughs> which I guess makes her weird meanness... Be like, I have to, I can't let it seem like I care about the Atrians too. I can't let anyone know. Much. Or, there's a lot of context we react to, because there's another woman in that room. So Who? is, is, is she actually just like, like is that the Atrian? Like, that's like their child? Well, and significantly, um, we haven't mentioned this before, but Gloria yeah. is black. It doesn't mean anything to the storyline. Yeah. But the little boy Atrian is also black. Yeah. As is the other woman in the room. Yeah. So is there some sort of relation between the three of them? Yeah. We, the show might be implying something. Yeah. We we hopefully will figure more about that uh, on the next episode. But that's where it ends. So this one ends. Done. Boom. Secret revealed. I mean, I hope every single episode now ends like um, like a weird Battlestar Galactica revealing more and more Cylons. But slowly reveals <laughs> everybody is actually an Atrian. They're no humans. Everyone's an Atrian. Only Atrians. <laughs> Only Atrians. Ooh. The principal's an Atrian. Taylor's an Atrian. Only Eric is not an Atrian. <laughs> Even M. Atrian. This, this entire series is one big punk on Eric. <laughs> That's why they had to ask, are you an Eric? It's like the Truman Show, but meaner. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a, lo- a moment where Logic learned how to wipe away all of their birthmarks, refused to reveal the secret to drama? You know, the moment I picked, we already belabored. Is the, that, is the Beaumont? It's the Beaumont-Drake fight. <laughs> the, Be- the Beaumont-Drake shirtless fight. There was almost a moment we were talking about the episode where I was like, ooh, it's this one. And then we talked about the Beaumont and Drake fight, and I was like, nah, no, it's that. It's absolutely ridiculous. It makes I don't know why they decided that we have to get this thought, this plot across by Beaumont and Drake randomly spar. Like, it's, how did we go from the scene where he's like, oh, you're now going to be a, a trag? Yeah, she gave him a mission. But then I guess he had to go fight with Beaumont. Well, and this is sandwiched between the Beaumont and the Beaumont goes to see Caster scene. So I. <laughs> and you know what else is sandwiched between? Yeah. Roman asking Terry for help and her saying no. And then Sophie giving her cute interview. Yeah. There's just a random scene of Beaumont and Drake. Beaumont's and being like, hey, Drake, why don't you take off your shirt and we'll go brawl in that alley over there? And like, it's long. It's long. It's good. It's a good plot out, and they definitely were like, "We gotta do this in a way that's not just people talking." So I guess they're fighting. And like, it kind of makes sense. 
Drake Drake does seem like a character who wouldn't know about tribes other than his. Yeah. Well, it's 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 funny because the scene is important. You need to hear about Sovak. You need to hear about all these herbs, all these important things because it it becomes important because that's what the cube is essentially mutating a healing herb into a killing herb. And Drake as the character who gets this information does make sense because he does seem like an yeah. Atrian who wouldn't know a lot about. But how the information is presented. It's just too sexy. It's too CW. It's not even sexy, though. It's just, they're just <laughs> shirtless. I mean, it takes one of our boxes. Mystery, outsider, abs. That's true. Kevin, did you find the CW moment? Uh, I'll narrow it down a little bit in that, because it's definitely in that scene. Yeah. It's got to be when um, <laughs> when Bowman has Drake on the ground, and he has the Sovok killing Knuckle Duster. And I think he punches him with it at one point. But not on a pressure but point. Not on a pressure point, I suppose. And he's like, when you take this herb, and you and it's a... You know, it's oh the warriors. Us warriors, we have the greatest. Uh, our skills and our plants are the reason that Atrians are able to survive. Like this Sovok herb, when you punch it into a specific place, and he motions to them, and when he did, he gets so close to just sack tapping him. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's such a weird thing to be like. Like I know where my groin is. Why are you demonstrating? <laughs> you like, and you punch him right there, right there. Like Drake, like flinches. It's so weird. <laughs> He did do something like, if I hit you there, you would die. It's like taking a gun and being like, well, if I could shoot you in the head or the chest <laughs> or right in the dick. Stop gesturing with it, though. I don't want you to point it out. <laughs> Stop. You're being weird, Beaumont. <laughs> and that's why Beaumont deserves to die. That's why Beaumont had to die. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beaumont, we will never forget you. Where the hell will you be? Who the hell will you be? Man, after he dies, I really hope Caster just goes, where the hell is Beaumont? Like, for days. <laughs> just for days. Just where the hell is Beaumont? <laughs> I mean, his face got enough. You could never recognize him. It's true. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's like a weird, like, it, it's gross. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like a reverse. You know when the alien bursts out of someone's chest in Alien? Yeah. It's like a reverse of that. It burst into his face. Yeah, well, it's it's clearly, it's fleshy because it, it, it ate all the soft tissue, mm -hmm. so... Gross, but hey, uh, boy, things are progressing uh, for the Atrians and for all of Baton Rouge. Ooh. Ooh. A biological agent now, though I presume I presume they can collect it up because that's a tiny cube. You're like, yeah. It's in a hand. You put little bits of... Yeah, they've got to be able to like put it in a ceramic jar or something yeah. to like carry it about yeah because otherwise it's just them saying they'd be like ha, uh, slowly humans, one look at me put this leaf inside this box hey human come over here for a second i gotta do something to you in about, about a minute i'm gonna put a leaf in a box don't worry it's magic <laughs> it's you the, guys like david blaine right yeah the only reason that worked for uh for beaumont is because <laughs> he didn't think it was gonna be directed at him i think it was gonna be directed until it was blown in his face all right well uh, we're going to wrap up. So, Aaron, what should people do? People should do all the things we talk about every time. They should give us their ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or their podcaster of choice. But more importantly, they need to talk about this great show that is underappreciated. So they need to go to the social medias. It is Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. All right. And we will see you next week. For more Starcrossed. What is the Trag's plan with the Black Cipher? Who is that little boy to Gloria? What other villains will Emery overhear this season? Answers all this and more on the next episode of Missy Osiris and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 